The LA Kings take care of business against the Ducks and are building momentum with three straight wins as they continue to ride the hot hand in net with Phoenix Copley. We'll break it all down on this edition of Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. We are at 1,000 subscribers and counting. My name is Eddie Garcia. I am your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for almost 30 years, the past 20 plus years in the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast, the weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years and, of course, a passionate LA Kings fan. For 30 plus years. Uh, real quick, I wanted to apologize for the video issues we've been having lately. If you are watching on the YouTube channel, um, a couple of the episodes have been a little bit fuzzy, especially yesterday's episode. Uh, I'm aware of it. Uh, I'm going to try and see if there's a reason for what's going on and, of course, correct it. Um, I have done something very important. I, I did reboot my computer, which apparently is like, right, that's the uh, that's the first thing you do when something's not working right. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know what's going on. Um, I'm doing the exact same thing that I, I've always done. Uh, nothing has changed. No new equipment, no new software, no new nothing. So why that's happening, I don't know. It's obviously very frustrating to put in the time and the effort to do something. And then something that's out of your control affects possibly the way people have enjoyed the show. So again, if you're watching on the YouTube channel, and you watched yesterday's show and were like, man, why is this fuzzy? It doesn't look as good as it should. I totally agree with you. It, it didn't. Um, but if you watched it anyway and listened to what I had to say, I appreciate you sticking with it. I hope those issues aren't going to turn up today. Um, but I am looking into it to find, try and find out what possible issues there might be. And hopefully it's going to be corrected going forward and be just a, a big of a mystery as to why it happened, as to why it suddenly goes away. But anyway, I did want to let you know that I am certainly aware of that. Um, it's not something I'm happy about, but uh, we'll uh, we'll do the best we can and and try and keep that from happening going forward. Although I'm not quite sure why it's happening to begin with. So again, hopefully no issues with the fuzzy picture uh, as far as the YouTube channel. If you're, you're listening on the podcast, then uh, you don't have anything to worry about. The LA Kings played their second game since returning home from their six-game road trip and looking to win their third straight game as they were hosting. The Anaheim Ducks, first of three meetings between the Ducks and Kings this season. As for the lineup for L.A., uh, it was the same li lineup that we saw in the San Jose game. Of course, we didn't do a quote-unquote proper recap of that game, which was on a Saturday because we had Zach Dooley on as a guest uh, on Monday's show, and we touched on the game with him. But what you need to know is for the second straight game, the Kings shaking things up again a little bit, and here was the lineup for the Kings that they had against the Sharks and last night against the Ducks. Adrian Kempe is back on the top line, playing on the right wing with Andre Kopitar and Kevin Fiala. Uh, Philip Deneau centering the second line. Trevor Moore is there, but Victor Arvidsson is not. It's Alex Ayafalo playing on the left side. Victor Arvidsson playing on the left side on the third line with Blake Lazat and Arthur Kaliev. And then the fourth line, Rasmus Kupari in at center. Jared Anderson-Dolan on the left side and Gabe Velarde, uh, Velarde 
uh, on the right side. Mikey Anderson and Drew Doughty uh, have been paired up, I believe, on that top pairing enti- the entire year. Uh, Sean Dursey and Matt Roy were the second pairing, and Alex Edler and Jordan Spence were the third pairing. Spence uh, entered the lineup for the first time this season against San Jose, and he's back out there again. And Phoenix Copley making his fourth straight start in net for the Kings. And as I mentioned, second straight game, we've seen this lineup from Todd McClellan as he's shuffling things up a little bit since the Kings returned home on the homestand. Like I said, Adrian Kempe back on the top line. Alex Iafalo on the second line. Victor Arvidsson now in the third line. Um, by the way, for Arvidsson, it was his second game back since leaving the team briefly to be with his wife for the birth of their second child. Um, and again, Gabe Velarde and Jared Anderson Dolan on the fourth line right now. Um, I, I personally would rather see Velarde on the third line over Arthur Kaliev, although Arthur Kaliev did have a good game against the Ducks. Kaliev continues to be um, a weapon on the the no power play unit, but it just I it just hasn't been working out for him five on five this year. Maybe eventually, hopefully, eventually that'll get going. But uh, Kaliev uh, again, just the five on five for him, he has not been able to find the net for whatever reason. Has been a great weapon with the man advantage, but uh, five on five, it's still a struggle right now. A little bit for Arthur Kaliev, although he's doing some other things um, than just scoring. But that's really what he's on the ice for. He's he's got a uh, an above average NHL shot, and uh, we need to see him put in the net. Um, five on five more. But anyway, Jordan Spence again, uh, one of my favorite players. I, I've always said I have a fan crush on Jordan Spence. Good to see him get in the lineup and get an opportunity. And Phoenix Copley talked a lot about it on yesterday's show. It's uh, We're going to continue to talk about it on this show. It's been a great story for the King, but um, more importantly for the Kings themselves, he has provided uh, a, a really a stabilizing force in net for the Kings to be able to get back on track so far. And uh, we certainly hope it continues going forward. It continued against the Ducks. As for the recap of the game last night against Anaheim, we had a scoreless opening period, fairly even and uneventful first 20 minutes of hockey. The Kings did have one power play opportunity. Um, The Kings did move the puck well, which would be a theme for them with the man advantage all night. Arthur Kaliev did have an opportunity, couldn't find the back of the net. Kings also went shorthanded once in that opening period and were able to kill off the Ducks power play pretty easily so the penalty kill hopefully continuing to make progress second period the kings were shorthanded again uh, but the ducks didn't even get a shot on goal in their first power play of the second period then gabe velarde drew a penalty and the kings would grab the lead with a power play goal after more good puck movement drew dowdy would blast a point shot through rookie goaltender lucas dostal and la had a one nothing lead good to see drew get on the board Uh, That was just his second goal of the season and his first since October 15th. Later on, Mikey Anderson would draw a penalty as the Kings were uh, out skating the Ducks and drawing penalties, which is a good sign. Um, The Kings, again, really good movement on the power play, some decent chances, but couldn't score. And then later, the Ducks called for too many men on the ice. Same story for LA. Great puck movement on the power play, but uh, some decent chances, but again, could not finish with a power play goal. The Ducks would then get a chance on the power play after a terrible roughing call on Matt Roy. He got into it in front of the Kings net with Anaheim's Frank Vitrano. Both players should have gone to the box. Why the referee singled out Roy, I have no idea watching the replay of it. I thought that was a bad call by the Kings. The Ducks got a power play they probably shouldn't have gotten, um, and they would take advantage of it, although the Kings did a really good job for the majority of that power play. Uh, But in the final seconds of the power play for the Ducks, they put a shot on goal. Phoenix Copley made the initial save, but he did allow a rebound, and Frank Vitrano would put it in the net, and that would tie it up at 1-1. However, the Kings would respond 
in the final seconds of the second period to reclaim the lead. Philip Deneau taking the puck behind the Ducks net, came around the other side, and then found Alex Ayafalo on the other side of the net, made a pass through the crease, tap-in goal for Ayafalo, and that made it 2-1. to one. And just like Drew Doughty, uh, the first goal since October 15th for Alex Ayafalo. Of course, Drew has been playing throughout. Uh, Alex, of course, was injured for several weeks, but great to see those two guys get on the board and great to see the Kings respond uh, before the end of the period to have a lead, a one-goal lead going in to the third. In the third period, the Kings would extend their lead. A nice pass from Arthur Kaliev, who skated it into the duck zone and made a feed to a wide-open Victor Arvidsson, who would score on a pretty backhand shot. That made it 3-1. to one. Uh, Shortly thereafter, Kaliev called for a terrible goalie interference penalty. Not terrible because of what he did. Terrible because of the call by the official. Um, Kaliev was pushed into the Anaheim goaltender, and there was really marginal contact anyway. Um, that was a bad call by the official, the second bad call against the Kings in this one. But to their credit, they killed off the penalty easily and um, were able to, in part, kill off that penalty on a great shift by Blake Lazat. Good individual effort from him. Again, killing key penalties in key moments. We've seen that for the Kings over this little three-game winning streak they've got going on. Uh, The final goal of the game was maybe the Kings' prettiest goal of the year, Kevin Fiala, uh, with a great individual effort. Um, He he took a pass at center ice with some speed. Two Ducks defenders closed in on him and tried to knock him off the puck, and he was somehow able to keep his balance while both the Ducks defenders lost theirs. And he took it hard to the net and then scored on a beautiful backhander to make it four to one and kind of put the, uh, the, the icing on the cake in this one. Um, you know, it just, it was, it was a big goal for the Kings, maybe not the biggest goal this season, but it just says in terms of, again, skill and just kind of the wow factor, uh, probably the, the Kings, uh, best goal of the season from Kevin Fiala, who continues to show, uh, his amazing skill. And it was certainly on display with that that gorgeous goal to make it a three-goal advantage for the Kings. And that certainly looked like it was going to be enough uh, with the way that the Kings had been playing throughout. Um, and indeed, that would be the final score. 4-1, Kings get the win. Third straight victory for them. Third time this season the Kings have won three in a row. L.A. out shooting Anaheim 41-25. to And the Kings were clearly the better team throughout this win in all phases of the game, I thought. Uh, It was one of those rare games where the Kings this season really put three periods of solid hockey together for a convincing win. Uh, The Kings killed off four of the five power plays for Anaheim, and they did go one for five on the power play themselves. I thought, again, the puck movement on the power play right now is excellent. Uh, They just need to finish a little bit better, but some great chances there. Uh, for the Kings, I thought special teams, like I said, in all phases of the game, five on five special teams, the Kings were clearly the better team uh, against the Anaheim Ducks. Um, Kings win their fourth straight game against Anaheim in the first of three meetings between the two teams this season. Uh, so again, good to see the Kings get a convincing victory um, in a couple of key moments where the Ducks maybe had a chance to get back in the game. The Kings didn't allow them to get any kind of advantage on the power play. Um, and again, just a really solid, good all around effort and win for the LA Kings. So that was the recap of the game. What's more of some takeaways, I think, away from the game. 
tell you about that in a second, but I do need to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by betonline.net. Betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball to esports. They've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. It is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to betonline.net today or use your mobile device to learn more. That is BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, so um, obviously got to be excited about the way the Kings are playing right now. Um, You know, there are a couple of ways to look at this win. Um, I think it's fair to say the Kings did what they were supposed to do. They beat a bad team at home against a rookie goalie. However, considering how the season has gone this far for the Kings, um, I I don't think that we should take any wins for granted at this point. Um, But again, the Kings are building. It's it, you can see it. The win over Boston. We all hoped that that would be maybe a tipping point for the Kings going into the right direction. They come home. They've got an extended homestand. They play a couple of teams that are below them in the standings that they should beat, and they've taken care of business against the Sharks and now against the Ducks. So um, again, yeah, you can look at it as they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, but but based on the way the season has gone, where it's been up and down, we've seen them lose to Columbus. Uh, we see them lose to Buffalo, teams that theoretically they should beat, uh, but not getting the job done. And I think overall playing better, solid hockey, the penalty kill looks to be getting a little bit better. And that's you know progress right now for the Kings. And banking points is obviously a very good thing. You got to beat the teams that you should beat uh, consistently to be a playoff team. And so right now it's going well for the Kings. Got to keep it going though. It's not good enough just to win three in a row. Got to keep playing the right way. Got a couple. Got back-to-back games coming up here uh, in just a little bit. We'll talk more about that in a second. But like I said, um, you can look at it as the Kings have done what they're supposed to do, and I think that is fair. But again, considering the way the Kings have played, we want to see them having a more consistent effort regardless of the opponent, and I think so far uh, they have absolutely done that. And again, on the penalty kill, killing off uh, key power play opportunities for the other teams, uh, I think is certainly a positive sign. As well, we got to talk about Phoenix Copley. Um, and no, he wasn't really tested in the game against the Ducks, to be honest. But he made the saves that he needed to make, and the Kings continue to play well with him in net. Uh, he stopped 24 of 25 shots in six starts with LA this season, including four in a row now. He's five and one. Uh, he's allowed a total of 15 goals. Uh, six of those came in one game. Uh, on a total of 171 shots. So the goals against average right now is 2.43. That's okay. The save percentage is 9.12. That's pretty good. Um, But like I said, the numbers really are skewed by that six-goal period that uh, occurred in Buffalo. If you take that game out and you look at the other uh, five starts that he's had, uh, he's got a 1.80 goals against average, which is excellent, and a 9.35 save percentage again, which is excellent. So... Um, Copley certainly wasn't out of the world in this game and he hasn't been really so far. I mean, we've talked about it. He's just a really good nuts and bolts kind of goaltender, very fundamentally sound, got good size and has been talked about on the TV broadcast. He's a guy where it's like, uh, I'm going to take up as much space as I can in the net. I'm going to block the block the puck. Uh, and that's how I'm going to get the job done. And the Kings seem to have responded well to him and 
he's certainly taken advantage of his opportunity. There was a, I don't know if you followed the entire NHL, maybe you're just a Kings fan, but there was a story this week about a goaltender who uh, announced his retirement. His name was Andrew Hammond. You might remember him by his nickname, the Hamburglar. Uh, and he called it quits uh, this past week. And he was a marginal goalie, but for one brief moment in NHL history, he captured the attention of the hockey world for kind of a magical run that he went on when he was playing for the Ottawa Senators. And it kind of came out of nowhere. There was injury issues and he was forced into the lineup and he ended up going 21 and two with a 1.79 goals against average and a 941 save percentage with three shutouts over a 24 game span for the Ottawa Senators, that was back in 2014-15, and he helped Ottawa make the playoffs. He never had that kind of success again. Uh, it did help him to stick around in the league with a few different teams afterwards, but it's re he's remembered for that one amazing run and also because of the nickname and the, the fact that the fans uh, were kind of swept up in the Hamburglar mania. They would throw burgers on the ice. Uh, there was a fun story where he got a, a card from McDonald's that gave him food for life, which is a true story. Uh, I did hear an interview with him. Uh, they were talking to him about the uh, the retirement, and, and they asked him if that was true, and he did confirm that that was actually true, although he says he's never used the gold card that McDonald's gave him, but he says it's it's framed uh, in his uh, in his man cave and is a great uh, memory of that amazing season that he had. Now, is, is this that type of a story? Is the Phoenix Copley story something like the Hamburglar, Andrew Hammond? Um, I don't know. We'll see, but it's been a hell of a story so far. Talked about it on yesterday's show. It's a huge opportunity for Phoenix Copley and this, who knows, this may be his best opportunity to be a regular NHL goaltender. Maybe if he does really well, he can parlay this into other jobs with other teams or maybe with the Kings. We don't know what's going to happen, but regardless, uh, you know, if the Kings have the successful season that we all hope they're going to have the book that's written about the Kings. There's going to be a pretty significant chapter in it about Phoenix Copley. So we'll see how it plays out. I certainly understand the thinking that this isn't going to last and we should enjoy it as long as it lasts. That's certainly a possibility. Um, but all I know is right now in the moment, the Kings are playing very good hockey with Phoenix Copley and net. And he's to be given credit for the way he's played and the way he's been kind of a stabilizing force for the LA Kings. We'll see how it plays out. It's been a great story so far. Uh, if it continues, I expect the national media to kind of pick up on this. I don't know that they've done so, so far, but uh, like I said, it, it's a feel good story, but more importantly in the moment for the Kings, it's been a story that they've needed uh, stability and net to continue to improve. And um, again, play, the hockey that we expected to see them play for most of the season. They're doing it right now. Got to keep it going forward. Again, the penalty kill, getting the job done. Yes, the Ducks have uh, like the fifth worst power play in the NHL, but the Kings penalty kill, I think, is looking better. Uh, I think the Kings did a good job of clearing the puck when they had the opportunity, something that has been um, a problem for them earlier in the year. Um, there was, again, that key moment in the third. Kings up by a goal. The Ducks get a call they shouldn't have gotten, uh, and there was an opportunity for them to get back in the game, and the Kings completely shut off that power play opportunity, didn't give the Ducks any good chances. Phoenix Copley didn't have to make any great saves, and uh, a good, timely penalty kill for the LA Kings to not let their opponent get any momentum. So I think the penalty kill is looking better, and that's good. 
And again, nice to see some goals from some, from some places that we haven't seen goals for a while. Drew Doughty, Alex Ayafalo, both getting goals for the first time in over two months. And the Kevin Fiala goal was phenomenal. Uh, 35 points now for Fiala, leading the team. And I got to say, I, I had a lot of high expectations for Kevin Fiala when they brought him over in the offseason as the big offseason acquisition. I actually think he's exceeding my expectations a little bit. Um, certainly the point totals are probably on par with what I thought he should have so far this season and what is projected to be for the rest of the season. But his skill in passing, his skill in puck possession, and his skill in finishing are all, frankly, a little bit better than I thought they would be. He still takes the occasional bad penalty here and there, which, you know, it would be nice to see him kind of maybe get rid of that but it's it's they're few and far between at the moment and so i'm willing to live with it i'm willing if that's if that's the worst thing that that kevin fiala does i'm, I'm okay with it i guess considering all the other things that he's doing uh very very well so the kings looking to keep it going back-to-back games coming up on back-to-back nights we're going to talk about that in just a moment but first i want to invite you to check out locked on sports today it is a podcast that talks about the biggest stories of the day in sports instant reactions big game recaps and the take of the day it's available on the odyssey app youtube and wherever you get your podcast that's locked on sports today so the kings have back-to-back games coming up one at home one on the road they host the calgary flames on thursday and then they make a quick trip to arizona to take on the coyotes on friday the calgary game Going to be a big matchup with the Flames currently tied with the Oilers for the final wildcard spot in the West. So Calgary looking to get on track. It's been a disappointing season for them so far. Um, so they're just kind of treading water until they can find their game. So they'll be looking to take on a Kings team that they're chasing in the standings. Um, it'll be interesting to see what the goalie situation is going to be like with those back-to-back games coming up. I would expect to see Phoenix Copley against Calgary and Jonathan Quick in Arizona, but we'll see how it plays out. Uh, either way, a couple of big games coming up for the LA Kings on back-to-back nights. And LA looking to extend that winning streak. They have a four-game winning streak earlier in the year. That's the longest of the season so far. So if the Kings can beat the Flames, they would tie it. And if the Kings can uh, knock off the Arizona Coyotes, it would be their longest winning streak of the season. I'd like to see that personally, uh, and hopefully that will happen. Coming up on tomorrow's show, uh, we're going to give you a preview of the Calgary game, talk a little bit about the Flames. Uh, also, it is a feedback Thursday. If you have any questions or comments about the Kings or this show, uh, you can send them to me at LockedOnEddie at gmail.com. Again, that email address, LockedOnEddie, E-D-D-I-E, at gmail.com. Looking forward to hearing what's on your mind about the LA Kings, about how they played lately, maybe about Phoenix Copley, whatever the topic of conversation is that you want it to be. Uh, you can certainly send that in an email. Also, scroll through the comments on the uh, YouTube episodes from the last week and see if there's any interesting comments there as well. Uh, you can always follow this show on Twitter. We are at Locked On LA Kings on Instagram as well at Locked On LA Kings, uh, and uh, hopefully you can uh, follow those uh, places and uh, stay connected with the show that way. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, thanks for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen today. For your second listen, check out again Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and beyond the headlines with local in, uh, experts and insights that only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Thank you so much for watching and listening to Locked On LA Kings. I'm Eddie Garcia. Looking forward to talking uh, and reading your uh, your emails and your comments on tomorrow's show. And as always, we close out the show by saying, Go Kings, go.